We are Living by the Word Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to one cause. That cause is the truth given in the Holy Bible, which we believe is the inerrant and infallible Word of God, conferred to man to live by. We let the Word of God be the final authority as to what is or is not true. We strongly feel that if we do not expose false doctrine, we only encourage it. This ministry is designed to challenge you from an apologetic point of view. 1 Peter 3.15 instructs us to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. This is Michael Tinsley. Please stay tuned while we arm you, the believer, to keep living by the word. It's the noble thing to do. Yes, 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 indeed. It is a noble thing to do to keep living by the word. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Living by the Word Ministries presentation of the Bible Information Brokers. My name is Daryl E.Z.D. Fulton, and with my radio team, I'll be introducing momentarily. Uh, we have a live presentation, an opportunity for you to call in with your open, honest questions. So, what can you do, Easy? Uh, well, that's a good question for you. Here's what you can do, ladies and gentlemen. You can call right now at one la talks one 528 2557 And when you dial in, all we want to do is just get your name and your your city that you're calling from, and we'll be dealing with your question momentarily at one la talks one 528-2557. Now, on this broadcast also, we have the capability of taking your email questions. So if you'd be so kind to go to our website at BibleInfoBrokers.com. And we have all kind of ways you can navigate through that to be able to see what we're all about, uh, to check and see what the resources are as we, the show is going on. But more importantly, you can also contact us. Now, if you already got your email up and you just want to simply send us an email question, then in the address box, write up the word questions at BibleInfoBroker.com. Questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com. And by doing so, then we'll be able to receive your email question. You can also go to our Facebook page by navigating from our website at BibleInfoBrokers.com. You can see our Facebook page. You can go there also and send us a question by that method as well. So let me just repeat that. Matter of fact, if you don't have a pencil and paper out, get that out uh, because we are a Bible teaching, Bible um, giving you the biblical response to your questions. You might want to have your Bible, a piece of paper and pencil, and also let people know that you listen to the broadcast live. We're on right here for you. Here it is. Again, three ways you can contact us. Telephone. Call us right now. one la talks one 528 or you can go to our website and, and from there you can go to our Facebook page or you can simply write in your address box on your email, write in the address box, questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com. Questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com. And you, we can receive your question that way as well. So now without further ado, I'm going to bring up my, um, my teammates here momentarily. And, uh, well, not momentarily, right now. B-A-J, Brian Allen. How you doing? Or B-J-A. I got, so you're not uh, Mama Grace or Big Daddy? No, <laughs> we'll get that together at the end. I, just a little bit. I'm, I'm having a little bit of difficulty hearing you, Brian. Let me see if we can get some technology going on here. Turn his mic on. Oh, ooh, boy. Now, who's that voice? In the, who's that voice from the past? Oh, hey, that, boy, that other voice you hear, the other teammate telling, giving instructions, calling the plays. PCH, well, Professor Craig Hawkins. How you doing, Craig? Well, I would, I would tell Craig, but he was here a couple weeks. I was going to say, if you came down here, you would know I don't control that. So. Ooh, <laughs> my goodness. We're a little testy. Listen. Hey, guys, we, got, uh, we want to get the people an opportunity to call in. So, folks, take an opportunity to call in the beginning of part of the broadcast. It's a live presentation. Don't, don't wait to the end of the broadcast to, uh, to call in. Call in now with your questions. If, you, if you're doing anything in regards to Christianity, I've, I was reading a book about answering um, um, non-believers' questions, answering agnostic questions uh, today, and it was just a very interesting thing to have people in your family or people in your world that don't believe like you believe or say they believe, but yet have some questions in regards to what does the Bible really say about this? And that's what Brian, Professor, and myself are here for. We want to answer your questions from a biblical perspective. So I'm going to give you, again, the number and the email address in the website for you to be able to start dialing now at one 888 talks one 528 
888-253-2557. Our good friend Wilbert is going to receive your call, get you set up, and we're going to take your question. And we want to give you the biblical response. Email us the questions in your uh, address box on your email. Spell it out, questions. Spell it out, questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com or go to our website and you can navigate to our Facebook page and simply send us a question by way of Facebook as well. So, Brian and Craig, listen, unless you guys got something you want to start the broadcast with, I'm going to go right to the phone calls. You guys got anything you want to uh, shoot out before we get started? Uh, not um, No, a little bit later on. Yeah. But, but Craig, a uh, question. Did you get the email that I sent regarding the Canaanites? And I don't know if you had seen that before, the, yes. uh, the archaeology that was uh, uncovered. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, don't do all listening on us like that, Brian. Say a little something about it. Go and say, hey, Craig, did you get that? You guys can call each other. Don't you have each other's <laughs> number? Text each other. Don't let you get my email and let the listening audience hang in. Hey, say a little something a about it, Brian. Con- this is a private conversation. Yeah, we're doing it on your private time. This is live broadcast, gentlemen. <laughs> no, and, and, and the, no, and the reason the reason I'm bringing that up is, is because, um, you know, I, I asked for our listeners to send me their um, uh, email address or their text mm-hmm. and uh, – so I can send stuff like this out to them. Right, I mean, right. I'm going to put it up on our website, but sure. you know, just to blast it out to them, uh, just some, uh, just more information uh, that that proves the historicity of what the Bible uh, teaches and what and what it claims. And so, uh, again, uh, it, people can go to our website, BibleInfoBrokers.com, and uh, in remarks or contact us. I, I, I don't. Well, one of those sites where they can just. Type in their name, type in their email address and their uh, uh, phone number, cell phone number, where I can text them, and I can get them some information and things that pop up, and that's why that's why we have it, so we can get that information to them. And so uh, I, I just got it from JJ, and so I passed it on, and I got to get you a copy too. Is that dear. producer JJ? Producer JJ. <laughs> well, that's good, Brian. Now, now the listening well, audience can feel part of the team now. Well, actually, though. Are you referring to the, the, the claim, or do you actually have evidence against it? No, it's the, it's the article that I just sent you. Claim they, they they dug up and they had some of the bodies and they showed the, the actual Canaanites, that kind of thing. Right, right, right. Well, we should actually address that. I think it's a, it's actually a good thing to start the program. Did, did you go Did you go over it, Greg? Let's let's talk, let's talk uh, about it. I've already it. heard it. I've already uh, heard of it. So, okay. You know, did you and, and you did get the article? Yes. Okay. Good. PCA, take it. Take it from there. Yeah, well, basically, uh, there's some folks, uh, archaeologists and actually people who deal with DNA and uh, those type of issues. You know, you have all these websites today uh, and that uh, you can track your DNA, I mean, your lineage and whatnot. And it's, some of it's pretty accurate. But basically, the claim is, is that, well, the Bible claims that the Canaanites were wiped out. But that's not true, uh, it's claimed, because it says we found people uh, who have the DNA that goes back to the Canaanites were still alive today. And for example, we have some people in Lebanon or what have you, some uh, Lebanese individuals. And so they're saying, so number one, there are there some of their descendants are still alive today, or at least the DNA says they are, and therefore that proves the Bible is wrong because the Bible says that they were wiped out. Okay, so the, in a nutshell, that's the claim, right, Brian? Yes. But here's the problem with that. Um, number one, the Bible says they were to, uh, to wipe them out, but they did, it doesn't tell you they did. And we know, for example, like the Malachites, Saul let certain people live. So there's a difference between what the Bible prescribes or proscribes versus what it describes. So some things are simply what people should do or not do, and it doesn't mean they do it. So where does it say in the Bible that they, they were completely annihilated? You can't find the text. It doesn't exist. So that's number one. Number two is is that someone's DNA, you could still intermarry with somebody and, and have an, a lineage of their DNA, even though that people was, is no longer in existence. So there are people, groups that we believe are indeed extinct. We can debate them out, the uh, Canaanite people. And of course, Canaanites would be, think of ancient Tyre, the Phoenicians, right? Tyre and Sidon would be key cities of, of that empire, if you will. Um, but but so, so think of this, so you intermarry with somebody else, and you're, that lineage is cut off, but that DNA is still alive because you intermarried with somebody else. So that doesn't, doesn't even doesn't prove anything anyways. It doesn't even prove that the Canaanites weren't wiped out because you could intermarry with somebody else, pass that DNA on, another people's group. Think of, think of Ruth, right? Ruth uh, intermarries with, uh, for example, 
right? Um, and um, and she's a Moabite. Right. Well, the Moabites, Moabites might have been completely destroyed, but her DNA is still alive indeed on through Christ, right? Because she's in the lineage of, of the line of Christ, if you will. So that doesn't prove, first of all, that they weren't destroyed. Do you see, follow my argument? Mm-hmm. And number two is, the Bible just says they were to be, it doesn't say that they were. So, right. this is just, these people need a class in reasoning, which I do teach, by the way. They need a logic class. Um, they're, they're, even people who are first-rate researchers, which is debatable here, but even people who are, they still make mistakes in reasoning. And so, even if you have good data, but you extra, draw an improper inference or extrapolation from it, you reason illogically, is what we're saying, then your research is down is worthless because you're drawing improper conclusions. And so, on two accounts here, this 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 study, these claims, I should say, are really flawed. Okay, PCH, appreciate that. I was going to get into something a little bit later on if we have time about the very thing you was talking about, the the logical deduction and and way people uh, disseminate the information that they receive from the Bible, because a lot of stuff may not necessarily be complete in there, but they're adding a lot, sort of a, a pretext to where they think things should go, and then just well, extrapolating. People often make unwarranted assumptions. They presume, right. they assume that something follows when it doesn't necessarily follow. And people do this all the time. And to, let me just say this quickly. In, in logic, of course, ideally what you want to do is build good arguments. You want to make good arguments, which means you don't want to commit fallacies, either what are called formal or informal. Informal has to do with what we call content or material truth. And formal fallacies have to do with the form or the structure of an argument. And I could give examples if we needed to, but at any rate, so we so ideally and, and reasoning well, one wants to build good arguments, good good you know strong arguments. One wants to avoid um, bad arguments, so that is um, what are called fallacies, from the Latin, which means to, to miss the mark, to to, to fail, to to uh, draw something that does not follow. We call that non secator, literally in Latin, and. Um, and identify these and point out these to other people. So, but, but let me give you an example, just real quickly, real quickly, okay? Um, if I say to you, all, all triangles have three sides, uh, this figure is the first premise, this geometric figure is a triangle, therefore, conclusion it has three sides. That's what's called a valid deductive argument. It's not very profound, but I'm keeping it simple, but we get the point. All triangles have three sides, premise one, premise two, this geometric figure is a triangle, therefore, and therefore you know necessarily if this figure is a triangle, it has three sides. So that, that's what we call follows, QED, quadrat demonstratum, that must be the case. It's a valid argument. On the other hand, what if I say this geometric figure, uh, all squares have four sides. This geometric figure has three sides. Therefore, this geometric figure is a, is a square. One more time. All squares have four sides premise one. Premise two, this geometric figure has three sides. Therefore, this geometric figure is a square. And that's patently false. That's not true. It does not follow. That's a non-secator. But sometimes, and sometimes those can be fairly easy to deduce. You can see what does follow, what must follow, what doesn't follow. But where people get in trouble is what may follow. Yeah. Right? So, for example, if I say to you, uh, all mortals are, are, are human, um, Socrates is mortal, therefore Socrates is human. Now, let me warn you, that's a trick uh, one. If I say to you, all humans are mortal, Socrates is mortal, therefore Socrates is human. You say, well, that follows. No, it doesn't. Socrates is my dog. Yeah. He's mortal, he's my yeah. dog. So, you, in other words, it may follow, it might follow, but you need more information. And so, uh, now, what's the point of all this? No, I just like teaching this, that's all. No, <laughs> um, I, I do, but, but the point is, and this applies, look, everybody thinks. It's not a question of if you think, it's how well do you think, how well do you reason. Like the person who says to me, I'll give you ten reasons why logic is not true. And you're like, oh, really? You're going to double down ten times, and all you're doing is burying yourself ten times, tenfold. But So people confuse what may follow, what might follow, with what must follow or what doesn't follow. They, they assume things like, oh, Socrates, you know, um, must be a human because he's mortal, but again, he's a dog. Or if I say, all, all, all good angels are in heaven or visit heaven, uh, Michael is in heaven, therefore Michael is an angel. You, you, people would, might jump to the conclusion, oh, well, yeah, Michael the archangel, 
clearly an angel in heaven. No, I'm talking about a person in my neighbor who died named Michael. Mm. And he's, he is well in heaven, but he's not an angel, let alone an archangel. So anyway, people, it's our, I just crack up, even a lot of atheists who pride themselves, and Jehovah's Witnesses and others who think they're so good at reasoning, are not. They often make incredibly big faux pas. Uh, and they'll, someone will say something like this to me, last point here. Well, that, that, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't, and I said, no, no, what you mean is it doesn't make sense to you mm-hmm. given your presuppositions. Show me it's an invalid deductive argument or what's called an incogent inductive argument. They often are like, huh? Then you know what I'm talking about. And these are standard terms, basic elementary terms of logic. They don't even know these concepts. What they're often saying is, given my worldview, given my assumptions, given my presuppositions, this doesn't make sense. And I'd say, yeah, it doesn't make sense to you, but by the way, you're not the founder of all truth or knowledge because you have some false presuppositions. And if you assume these things, which I'm not going to grant, they're not true, then your conclusion might follow. But uh, you've already assumed this. Now you're guilty of pretitio principi, the Latin for begging the question. As you can tell, I teach this stuff. And so I'm really big on logic and reason. And Christians often uh, utter totally ridiculous statements. As uh, one other philosopher, uh, logician, theologian said, uh, they are pious, but it's still sometimes they say pious nonsense. And we don't want to impugn uh, bad reasoning to God. God indeed said, come now, let us reason, says the Lord. Christ used all the laws of logic. I have a whole free outline on this called God and Logic. God and Logic. People can read it for free online or download it. But Christians often act as if logic is not legitimate. We just have faith, and that means blind belief. They don't understand what biblical faith is. And we don't want to be saying goofy things, let alone letting people give us goofy that is bad arguments and saying, therefore, we refuted Christianity or the Bible when all they've done is given a bogus argument. You know, Craig, I mean, I was just going through what you were saying today when I was reading chronologically up to like Second Kings and Second Chronicles trying to match up the story. And the interesting thing was I read something that was just similar as troubling as uh, when I read about the Ark of uh, the Covenant when it was uh, being brought back to Israel and it was shook off and uh, I think the guy named was Uzziah or something like that who handled it and then God struck him dead. First thing I'm thinking, well, that's kind of cold that God would strike somebody dead for not having the Ark of the Covenant fall down. So a lot of times we think about things in the Bible with that presupposition mind we have. I'm assuming that that's a cold God that would do something like that as opposed to knowing the whole story or the the complementary verses that would explain the story in full. And we do that all the time. That's all it is. And, Daryl, always, 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 uh, besides sound, sound, what we call sound hermeneutical principles, the art and science of interpretation, and that doesn't just apply to the Bible, by the way. The Greeks use this term. Aristotle uses the term. It's a term that just means, you know, again, uh, the study of interpretation, the science and art, not just the Bible. Mm-hmm. So in addition to violating just basic principles of reading any document, the newspaper, uh, a newspaper article, uh, a magazine article, or an academic journal or book, or what have you, the two key things one always wants to have is sufficient evidence. Evidence that's appropriate to the claim being made. That's a long story. I won't go there. But evidence that is sufficient to the type of claim being made and argumentation from that. Right. You know, let's say somebody says, well, you know, you were seen at the, this guy was seen at, seen at the scene of a crime. An arsony was committed. We've discerned that the, a warehouse was built, burned down. We found accelerant and uh, the uh, origin of the fire, and it's clearly arson. This person's been convicted of arsony. They were seen running from the crime. That proves they did it. It doesn't necessarily prove that they did it. It may be, the, in fact, that they said, wow, this is uh, not good. I'm probably going to get accused of this because I have been convicted of this in the past. So they run away. It doesn't prove necessarily that they did it. So anyways, you want good reasoning, principles we just talked about briefly, a little primer, and sufficient evidence. When those two are lacking, you're asking for trouble. Well, listen, we don't want to ask for trouble. We ask the people to call in, and they are <laughs> calling in. So let me give the phone number for those that may have just joined us in the email address where you can send us your questions. Brian Allen, Professor Craig Hawkins, PCH. My name is Daryl E.Z.D. Fulton. We're the Bible Information Brokers, and we want to answer your questions that you may have and give you the biblical response, whether it's about life, the Bible, theology, philosophy, things that's going on in your life, serious things with your family, uh, you know, any kind of things that's going on in your life. We want to give you a biblical response if there is one. So call us at one 888 
LA Talks, one 528 2557 when our good friend Wilbur answer the phone for us, just simply give him your name, address, not address, but give him your name and uh, city where you're calling from, and we get right to your questions. But um, also you can go to our website at BibleInfoBrokers.com, BibleInfoBrokers.com, navigate to the um, Facebook page, you can click Facebook, send us a question that way, or in your address box, you can also, on the email, send us a question by spelling out questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com, questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com. Listen, the website is BibleInfoBrokers.com, and while you're there, Craig mentioned you can get some information from his website. He didn't mention where his website is or what, but while you're on the Bible Information Brokers, Brian, we can navigate right over there by clicking a button. Yeah, just go to resources, and resources. his website's right there. Here, College of Theology, you'll see it right there. So everything is kind of predicated from the central location of BibleInfoBrokers.com, and you can uh, navigate that way. Get used to doing that because you're going to get a plethora of information that would be very useful to you. Let's go to um, hey, a good friend I haven't heard from for a while. I hope that's my good buddy Bobby from Carson. Bobby, how you doing, sir? Fellas, how are you? My man. Bobby, how you doing, brother? It's really good to hear your voices, and, and uh, you guys are always in our prayers, you know, Appreciate both Tina and I, and, and uh, every day. Yeah, tell the wife we said hello, brother. I, I will, and likewise to you and all the church family over there. Beautiful. Thank you. God bless you. Um, question for you, is baptism for the saved or the unsaved, the idea that the Lord placed baptism as one of the conditions to salvation, and yet Peter commanded that unsaved individuals should repent and be baptized, every one of us, for the remission of sins. So is, baptized, is baptism for, for one who has been saved in the Lord, and, and that's like another step, or must one undergo baptism to be saved? Very good. for the unsaved. Right. No. It, Excellent question. Yeah, and, and we get in, and a lot of people get Acts 2.38, I think it is, confused. Um, as Christians, uh, baptism, baptism is for those that, have, that are saved, those that have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in their life. Uh, it's not, um, it's something that we as Christians should do uh, to be obedient of what, you know, uh, the Bible tells us that we should do what Christ tells us that we should do. Uh, but if we don't, does it mean we're not saved? No. Okay, because basically baptism, if you technically want to look at it, is a work. And we're not saved by works. We're saved by the grace of God. Okay, okay so uh, as Christians, uh, we should be obedient and become baptized. But uh, we are not um, uh, baptism is not a requirement to be saved. Greg? Yeah, hi, Bobby. Great to hear from you. And, and my pleasure to you, Professor. <clears throat> yeah, so a couple things here. I might say a little differently than Brian said, but I'm in agreement. Um, even the, the, the pass in Mark, people misquote. It doesn't say, it says, you know, to repent and be baptized for the remission, you know, to, uh, should be. But it says, it doesn't say those who, do, who don't believe and are not baptized are damned. It says those who do not believe. And, and so it is, so unless, now there's a pedo-baptism debate, and some Christians would argue that infants can and should be baptized, and we, we could debate that, but your question's a little different, so I'm going to stay away from it, and I'm just going to go to the question of the passage in Acts. Um, <clears throat> Acts 2.38, of course, is what we're talking about here. Right, okay. Uh, and, um, and that's really not what the passage says, and in the Greek text it's very clear, but um, um, since most people don't know Greek, they, they, they confuse it. And Greek is a very precise language. That's the beauty of it. It's called an inflected language. In other words, as you may well know, Bobby, but for the sake of the rest of our audience, whether something is, you know, the big cases, what we call nominative, the subject, dative, accusative, or, or genitive, the, 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 not only the verb, but the adjectives, adverbs, all change their ending that's why it's often called the never-ending ending language. Got it. Um, and so it, it accords with whether it's masculine, feminine, or neuter, if you will, whether it's singular or plural, and then the case and other specificities and, and whatnot. So, uh, so really what we actually see in the Greek text, it literally says you, but the you there is, is plural. You repent, all of you, yeah. and, and be baptized, each one of you, right, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of the sins of you, plural. So I guess with my baptized, the, the, are everybody's sins remitted? So let me read from, yeah, so that's not what it's saying. So let me read Cal Beisner, who's written a great work on this. I'm just going to read him, and he says, and I quote, 
that this makes it clear that the remission of your, plural, sins is a result of you, plural, repenting, not of each one, singular, being baptized. So actually the causal agent here, the activity in the Greek text, is not the baptism, but it's the repentance. The command to repent is given in the plural number and second person, right? Uh, first, second, third person. Second person. The command to be baptized is given in the singular number and third person. In other words, so for the forgiveness of sins goes back to the repentance, not the baptism, because the number, singular versus plural, right? And first, uh, second versus third person, uh, singular, excuse me, uh, uh, third person, sorry, man, uh, changes. So in other words, the sins remitted belong to you in the plural number and second person. It is therefore improper to refer remission of sins to baptism as its cause. For this would mean that each one was baptized for the remission of the sins of all those present. Right. In other words, let me just summarize this and make a point. To take baptism here as causing the remission of sins would be to make the text say, let him be baptized for the remission of all your sins, you, right. you know, you plural, and let him, another, be baptized for the remission of all your sins, and let him, yet another, be baptized for the remission of all your sins. And so each person in the group, so that each person would be baptized for the remission of the sins of all the people in this group. Of That's everybody not else. what it's saying. And so, but again, because people don't know Greek, uh, they butcher this text and they make it. They they think, and it. And they can, I see why, but they think, oh, so baptism is what causes the remission of sins. But in the Greek text, following it back, numbing, uh, lining up, you know, uh, gender, number, case, all that. It's the repentance that is associated with the remission of sins is called the agent, if you will, or how we appropriate it, what I would should say is forgiveness. It is not baptism. Okay, so, so, so in, in, under those sense, then <clears throat> baptism would be for anyone, but particularly for, you, you, could, you could already be saved and yep. not baptized, but then get baptized would just would be something further to bring you into the family. Well, well in this case, for an, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll put aside the pedo-baptism question, the infant baptism, from the Greek word for, one of the words for infant or child. Um, yeah, exactly. So an adult would already be a convert, had already converted, already trusted in Christ as Lord and Savior. Yeah. And baptism would not, would not save one. In other words, it wouldn't be what's called baptismal regeneration. They're not mm -hmm. saved at baptism. They're already saved. And let me give you two, three passages. I was waiting for Brian to go there. He does a great uh, job in quoting these. Go ahead, Brian. You want to go ahead? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks, Professor. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to yeah, write them down, too, if you don't mind. Yeah, Bobby, look at Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 48. Okay. It, it says, While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message. And all the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out upon the Gentiles also. For they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting God. Then Peter answered, Surely no one can refuse the water for those to be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit, just as we did, can he? And he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to stay on for a few days. But if you if you look at this, um, these um, these people were already saved, okay? Right. Okay. And then after that, they received the Holy Spirit. Uh, I mean, they uh, they were baptized. Because it says, and uh, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon him and all those who were listening to the message. And all the circumcised believers who had come with Peter, were they were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out upon the Gentiles. So the, uh, the, the Gentiles uh, received the Holy Spirit. They accepted Christ, for they were hearing them speaking with tongues. So they were hearing them speaking with tongues at this time and exalting God. Then Peter answered, Surely no one can refuse the water for those to be baptized okay. who have received the Holy Spirit. Right. <clears throat> Absolutely. And notice who received the Holy Spirit just as we have. What does he mean? In salvation. Because we know, indeed, from Peter himself in Acts earlier, in Acts 5, really verse 29, but 32, 
uh, he says, we are witness of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, who God has given to those who obey him, obey him in the sense of trusting in Christ. So we know from, from Acts 5.32, from Romans 8.10, 8.12, 8.14, that the Holy Spirit is given to those who are saved, who are born again. Mm-hmm. So that's a tight argument. And yeah, and just one more, we go back, of course, and still the same book, the book of Acts, and, and Paul is debating with people who are uh, causing trouble and causing divisions. Um, I'm sorry, I said Acts 1, I meant 1 Corinthians 1. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, Craig, 1 Corinthians one seventeen. that's one that you yeah. like to hit, hit out the park. Right, and, and so at Acts one seventeen, if we can just read this. 1 Corinthians uh, you know, 117. I'm of Paul, I'm of Paulos, I'm of you know, Cephas or Peter, if you will. And what does Paul say about this? He, he says, you know, you guys are in trouble. He says, um, basically, among other things, um, he says, stop passing judgment on one another. You know, you say, I'm of one, I'm of the other. Um, boy, sorry, I was just in Romans 1. I'm like, wow, it's still not. First Corinthians <laughs> 1, Cray. Yeah, yeah, I, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> Give him the page number, Brian. Yeah, no, his Bible's probably all out of order. Well, That's it what... <laughs> is. I'm having to put it back together to find where Corinthians is. People are like, what's he talking about? Well, my Bible's like in 20 pieces. That's why. So books can be actually rearranged in my Bible. <laughs> Literally. Uh, verse 13, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized into the name of Paul? I, I'm thankful that I didn't baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius. Uh, no one can say that you were baptized into my name. Uh, yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus, and uh, beyond that, I don't remember uh, if I baptized anyone. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Salvation, it's a matter of salvation. You'd think he'd be really big on this. What does he say? He says, uh, for Christ, why? Because, for, because Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Now, well, wait, wait a minute. What is the gospel? The euangelion in Greek. The gospel is the good news of salvation. So if the gospel is a good news of salvation, and God sent Paul to preach the gospel, not to baptize, he can't bifurcate, he can't make that distinction, because if he didn't baptize, they wouldn't be saved, because it would be part of the gospel. So it's important, it's significant in the life of the adult believer. I'm not, not minimizing, as, as the great uh, uh, church father Augustine said, it's not the absence of baptism that damns, it's the despising of it. Um, it the problem is, so how could... How could he make this distinction between baptism and the good news or the gospel if baptism was part of salvation? So Paul is making this distinction because it's important, it's significant in the life of the adult believer, but it does not cause salvation, and it doesn't mean you're saved or not saved. I mean, think of the thief on the cross. He wasn't baptized. I guess he couldn't go to heaven. That's ridiculous. Right. You know, I like the other one where the Ethiopian eunuch did get baptized, but he got baptized after he believed when uh, Philip told him. And, and, you know, we're not, we're not saying it, baptism is not important. It is important, yeah, right. and I think all Christians should be in, uh, baptized. But right. uh, if one is not baptized, you know, you can't say that that individual is not saved. Let's, look, so, you know, uh, you, you heard the analogy of uh, uh, two, two guys in a foxhole fighting in, in, in an army, and these guys know they're, they're goners. And uh, one guy tells his, uh, the guy in the foxhole with him, hey, you know, tells him about Christ. The guy um, accepts Jesus as Lord and Savior in his life, and boom, there, you know, here comes a mortar. They die. What? The guy's not saved because he didn't, he wasn't baptized. No. Think of countless situations. People in hospitals can, you know, can't have the water on their skin for whatever reason and things like that. So we have a countless reasons for that. But I think uh, the scripture is clear that um, it is for the those that are saved, and it's just an act of obedience in wow. that regard. Great. Okay. Well, as usual, you guys have given me all kinds of things to read and study, and, and uh, you've answered my questions. So thank you so much. It's good hearing from you, man. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thanks, thank you, guys. Bro. God bless. Have a great week. Appreciate you, Bobby. Blessings Bye, to you. Man. Thanks a lot. Bobby. Ladies and gentlemen, just like Bobby, you can call in with your open honest questions. Brian Allen, Professor Craig Hawkins, PCA's Daryl Easy D. Fulton. Wilbur is receiving your phone call, so call at one triple eight LA Talks, one triple eight five two eight two five five seven and give us a call right now. But before we go back to these phone calls, so hang in there, Jerry, uh, Dana, we're gonna get to you and enjoy. And if you want to email us a question, go to uh 
go to our Facebook page. No, no, go to our website, Bible Info Brokers, and navigate to our Facebook page. Or you can simply click uh, contact that us and send us an email or write in your email box, questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com, questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com. But if you want to be heard, uh, then call us at one triple eight la talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Brian, we got a couple of announcements I want to make right quick. I'm going to give you an opportunity to take over right now and just let the people know, number one, how we need their support financially so we don't ever have to get into a situation whereby we are threatened about going off the air. Not that we are in a situation now, but just let the people know how they can continually give and give on a recurring basis. Well, yeah, we don't want to be in that position. Well, you know, we've been there a couple, you know, couple times where you know we were just a day away from being off the air and and you know it, it's a continue it's a con- continual battle it's spiritual warfare the um, quoting the professor the devil hates our guts and that is so true does not want us on the air to continue doing the things that we do uh we're, we're going to ask our listening audience to help support this radio broadcast to keep us on the air and uh and this money all goes to our radio costs and uh to keep this show on uh, weekend and week out then go to the website then go to bibleinfobrokers.com bibleinfobrokers.com and they could click on support and donate and they could give that right there it's really simple to do uh they can do a one-time gift or they can uh do a recurring uh gift just so they know that they're donation is coming in automatically every month and if they don't want to do it again they could just do a one-time gift bibleinfobrokers.com click on the link that says support and donate and you can give that way now there's others that may just want to mail in their check or their money order or cashier's check and that's fine too uh we do take checks okay uh and simply you can make out a check to uh, lbtw bib or uh just lbtw and um you can mail it to P.O. Box 90477. Once again, P.O. Box 90477, Los Angeles, California, 90009. Brian, I really appreciate that. PCH, if you could do me a favor before I let the people know how they can support what you'll be going through or going to uh, within the next month and a half and be going within that time period, uh, let the people know about your, your trip to um, India that's coming up. And uh, is it uh, Myanmar? And then I'll let the and I'll let the people know how they can give as well. Well, thanks, Gerald. Yeah, in fact, it, so we changed the time slightly. Uh, I was leaving the end of September. Now it's just the beginning of of October. Okay. Uh, but anyways, it's just a week later difference. But mm-hmm. yeah, going to India uh, as we do, and we go and we train pastors and Christian leaders, uh, equip them. Many of them don't have the materials we have. Um, most of them don't have them and uh, are as the education background, and many of them are pastors or leaders in their fellowships or on the mission field or missionaries. Uh, reaching, uh, you know, un- the, we hear about the unreached people groups, and they're often hitting many of these groups you've heard about, um, it, it, at least, the, you know, the unreached folks. And so we're going to be doing this in Delhi and also another place that we go to, and uh, this is just an incredible opportunity. Uh, I, I call, see it as one of the highlights and great, greatest privileges of my life. Also going to be going into Myanmar and training pastors there as well. And that's really uh, mm. important because that country is officially Buddhist and has been closed, really, to missionaries and whatnot. It, it can be very dangerous to, to your health. Um, and it's still kind of rough. And there's a lot of uh, what we call human rights violations and uh, killing of uh, people who are not uh, Buddhist. So at any rate, we get a chance to, to meet Christian leaders. I've already met a number of Christian leaders, pastors from there, they're going uh, be going there and or they're coming into one of the states in India for training um, and uh, right on the border there. M- uh, Myanmar, if you don't recognize that, that's Burma, old Burma, uh, Burmese, if you will, Burmese people. Um, and it's just an incredible privilege, incredible honor. These folks don't have the materials, the resources, the training that we have so readily available here in America and the Western world. And uh, you can be a part of that with your prayers and if you want us to help support financially, uh, again, in the past what we've done, we, uh, we pay these guys travel, we pay the room and board, and then we train them. And, of course, we don't charge, obviously. Um, we train them. And so this is just an incredible opportunity. And, and let me just say this. It, it would be good enough. First of all, there's how many 1.x billion people in India. So just just the chance to reach people from India, mm. the different people groups in India, would just be an incredible privilege in and of itself. But you know what? It gets better than that. As good as that is, 
we've gotten to train and re- interact with people from, from, from Nepal, where I've also gone, Nepal, uh, Bhutan, uh, Bangladesh, uh, Myanmar, as I've mentioned, and other surrounding nations. So India would be, uh, just that alone is an incredible privilege, but it's uh, many of the nations uh, and around there as well that we're impacting in addition to, to Myanmar. So you can be a part of that with your prayers and if you want to support that financially uh, defer you know airfare materials i load up my luggage I'm, I'm always basically over the limit when i go but because of frequent flyer mileage and whatnot i generally get away with it um at any rate so the point is and then i come back and i always feel better besides the privilege of getting to share with these 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 leaders uh, uh my baggage my bags are much lighter <laughs> it's a real sometimes some some ways one bag alone weighs over 50 pounds just one of them a, a handbag that i carry on um, around 50 pounds because I've had so many books and tracks and materials that they have just can't get or too hard to get there, too expensive. So really appreciate people's prayers. So, yeah, I'll be leaving probably the last week of September and uh, starting, you know, day one in October, if you will, ish, right around there and going about almost two weeks. So really appreciate people's prayers. A lot of spiritual warfare. I've got all kinds of stories. There's inevitably something happens over there, some riot happens, people get killed. We've had our guys cannot be able to get through because of literally uh, these riots and uh, these uprisings. There's a lot of what are called Maoists, uh, from some from Russian, but most of them from China, who want to, to be uh, see their their state go, go that way. There is the racism of the caste system. There is tribalism where these tribes kill each other, and then there's uh, other just uh, regional uh, um, what's the word I want racism uh, animosity. What are called mainlanders, which by the they mean people from the main part, uh, central part of India. They often do not like and look down their noses besides mm. the caste system, besides the tribalism, just mm. because you're not from that area. It's kind of like <laughs> Parisians despising the rest of, of the French, if you wow. will. If you know what I'm wow. talking about. So well, there's a lot of stuff going on here, and we really appreciate your prayers and God's favor and grace, and you can be a part of that with your prayers minimally. And if if, if you want financially to invest in this as well, let me tell you how to do that, uh, Professor. Let me tell the folks how to do. That before Mama Rose's baby boy give you some instructions on something else we got coming up. I want to say that's that if you go to our website, there's a place that you can put special instructions. Then just click the uh, after you fill out the information, put in there PCH or put in there India trip. Anything we know, and if you mail it, I mail a check or money order. Just simply put a note on the memo section of the check or the money order, and simply say the same thing: PCH or India. We'll definitely get 100% of the money go towards that. Here's something else, Craig. I didn't think about it last week, but when you said it today about your frequent flyer miles, folks, if you have frequent flyer miles, there's so many different ways that they can be used. You can actually translate that into a dollar donation to the ministry, or you can actually transfer it where Craig can actually use it. But the more easier way is simply just to uh, donate the miles, and then we'll be able to use them, and they can translate that into money as well. Mama Rose's baby boy, Brian, can you let the people know what's going on? Okay, easier way? Okay. Anyway, so. um, <laughs> we're continuing, at Core Church, we're continu- continuing, continuing the the What is Truth conference, and uh, coming up this uh, on Thursday, August 17th, what time? okay, uh, at 7.30 p.m., they're always at 7.30 p.m., uh, we're continuing, uh, but there's going to be a... Uh, a topic called A Closer Look at Islam. Mm-hmm. Okay, A Closer Look at Islam. Uh, the uh, speaker, he's author and speaker, he's from Biola. His name is Alan, and I don't want to uh, mess up his Take last name. Take a shot at it. Uh, Shleman. That's good enough. S-H-L-E-M-O-N. Craig, you know how to pronounce that? Uh, I, I'm not familiar with him. So. Okay, very well. And so, uh, again, he will be speaking uh, coming up on August 17th uh, at Court Church, 7.30 p.m. So definitely would love for you guys to uh, come on out, listen to the speaker, and uh, uh, broaden your knowledge on on, on a uh, sect that, that's, you know, just growing like crazy. And you can, again, go to our website at Bible Info Brokers, and you can navigate over to Court Church and be able to get that information. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Bible Information Brokers, the OECD Fulton, along with Brian Allen, Professor Craig Hawkins, PCH. We want to answer your questions. Listen, if you're calling in, I see a call that's calling in to make a comment about baptism. We did a, a, a pretty exhaustive talk about baptism. So, Anthony, if you'd be so kind, if you have access to an email, can you send us your comment by way of email? And Brian can take a look at it because we basically do question and answers. But or, we, or, ju- or just switch it over 
or just email us a question about it. Yeah, a question, the same thing. You have a question about it. But the bottom line, we just spent some time with baptism at the early part of the show. Now, if you heard or not, and we're interested in what people have to say, but we want to be able to get as many calls as we can on various subjects that people call in on. So I think I appreciate it. If you can do that, either send a question like that as you can, or if you can make it in question form, uh, we appreciate that. Uh, let's go right now to our good friend Jerry in the city of El Monte. Jerry, thanks for holding on and calling in. Jerry, Jerry, I don't want to hear my voice, Brian's, or Craig's voice more than we have to. Can you turn on your radio, please? Hi. All right. Thank you much, Jerry. Turn on our radio. We won't get any feedback. Hold on, let we... me get the... <laughs> and you're live. Yeah. Um, hello? Yes, sir. We're here with you. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Uh, my question is, well, this happened on uh, Father's Day. Um, um, our pastor, knowingly that uh, we'll be on vacation, invited uh, a female to Father's Day uh, uh, ministry. And well, lately they found out that uh, uh, was Sessions' uh, problem, um, that uh, uh, the minister has married um, uh, same-sex um, people and was allowed to preach in our congregation. It was a big fiasco uh, since yesterday throughout today. What can you guys, uh, uh, but my main question is, um, um, this guy um, uh, named... Uh, oh, well, don't say the name for us, because we need to check it out. We appreciate that you wouldn't say the name just no, no, yet. No. Okay. Uh, the, the preacher, uh, no, I'm, I'm, this is a second question. The okay. first question, I'll, I'll be hanging up and listening to oh. that one. The second one is this uh, um, preacher preach uh, how to preach and help nobody. <laughs> how to preach and help? Well, let me make sure I understand the first question first. You're asking us uh, what is what, what are our thoughts on the fact that your, your pastor would have someone in the pulpit that was marrying same-sex couples? Yeah. That's the first question? The person in session did not double-check and all that stuff, and that thing slipped through and... Uh, and a and, uh, person preach over and uh, bless us and all that stuff. And you're also saying that the person was a female pastor as well? Yes. Okay. Um, and this, and the, I, think, I, I think I have your second question. Let me make sure I understand it. What is your second question in regards to preaching something? The second question is this person, uh, can I mention the name? No, don't mention the name just yet. Okay. Uh, but I gave it to your uh, 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 screener already. But okay. um, uh, the title is How to Preach and Help Nobody. I thought it oh, was, that's the name of a book or something or a, a subject matter? Uh, it was in a, in a, a, a conference in 2001. Okay, very good. How to Preach and Help Nobody. Okay, I think we might be able to deal with the first question and the second question. If you have access to an email or something, send us, send us that in email form so we can take a look at it. And you can mention names in the email, okay? Okay. Thank, Thank you, Jerry. I'm going to hang up. Appreciate Thank it. Bye-bye. PCH Brian, what say you about uh, your, your preacher invites a another preacher, female pastor at that, into your pulpit and uh, on Father's Day nonetheless, and and given the message, and uh, you know for sure that the person uh, marries same-sex couples. What say you? Well, there's there's two strikes right there. Uh, <laughs> Baseball, you got one more, you got to go. Huh? <laughs> well, no, I, I I'd say I I would just throw the third strike in out the door. <laughs> Uh, and again, you know, it, it's something that uh, as, as, as Christians, uh, you know, we're on the hot seat because we, we teach and, and we share what the Bible teaches. Uh, but the bottom line is, and we said it over again, I mean, biblically, uh, it is wrong for, uh, it's wrong to have a female pastor, okay? And then uh, on top of that, uh, to have this female pastor or pastor, male pastor, to uh, marry a, uh, uh, have a same-sex marriage. Uh, and, the, the, I mean, completely unbiblical. Uh, and so I, I kind of see why I think he was saying that there was a lot of uproar in the church and people are having issues with that because it is unbiblical. Um, you know, it's, you know, God ordained a, man, a male and female, and he also ordained the uh, pastors to strictly be uh, male, and so on. The, so in that case, um, both of those instances, uh, I would say, are completely unbiblical. Craig. 
Well, sure. I mean, anybody can make a mistake, you know, and so pastors are, are imperfect like everybody else. But um, these are pretty big mistakes. And I'll be honest, if I was Jerry, I'd be, I'd be questioning why I'm going there. Um, if this pastor thinks that's okay, uh, if he did know it, I'd, I, I mean, it's kind of those, it's, it's the horns of the dilemma. If he did know, why didn't you know? You didn't vet the person properly. And if he did know and if you don't have a problem with it, then I'd definitely be out the door. So uh, either way, this is not boding well for this pastor. Um, yeah, there's just this, today the, the kumbaya. You know, we, of course we want to love people. We don't want to be bigots. We're not. We believe some things are right and some things are wrong, but we want to still be civil and respectful to people, even though we respectfully disagree and do not concur with their, with their judgment, such as same-sex marriage. Um, but, you know, this, there's just this tolerance of just, this, you know, we can do anything and just, quote-unquote, love people. Well, that's a modeling. That's an overly emotionalized view of love. Love is telling people the truth, even sometimes as painful as it is when your doctor says, man, you've got a terminal disease. You, you, you need heart surgery or what have you. Nobody wants to hear that, but it would be unprofessional, uh, immoral, and illegal for a doctor not to tell you that. And so, you know, somehow a pastor gets a lower standard to allow things that are clearly unbiblical. Um, no, we want to speak the truth in love, both in love and the truth, not just one or the other, both and. And this was clearly violated here, and it just, to me, calls into question the integrity of the pastor and or their competency. I mean, it's either both or one or both of them are compromised, and I, I really would have trouble being a member of that fellowship. One thing that I would say that Jerry should do is, is and anyone in in a particular situation, uh, pastors like you said, Craig, we're not, they're not infallible. They they can make mistakes. Uh, you need to find out how pervasive it is, and uh, you know what the pastor actually thinks was. I mean, what was right. it? So just do. We talked about investigation. We talked about evidence before. So get objective proof. I like to call it OPP, objective proof, please, about what you're talking about and what you're gonna uh, bring to anybody about uh, uh, is troubling. And then the, the issue is how do you how how did it, I'm always curious to know how does it come out that a pastor, what uh, you know that a pastor is uh, marrying same-sex marriages. I've I've never heard an introduction saying, "Oh, hi, I'm going to introduce Pastor Brian, and also, I want you guys to know that he, you know, marries same-sex uh, couples or something like that." Uh, I, I'm always curious to know how the information comes out, but no matter what way it came out, it needs to be addressed. Yeah. So minimally, I would want to hear uh, directly or as close as you can, if you can't get a direct audience with the pastor. Did, did you know this? Right. And, and if you didn't, why not? And if you did know this and you were still okay with this, let give them a chance to explain themselves. Uh, but if you're not happy with the answer and or they waffle, and then i got to say this, sometimes people just don't tell the truth. They just won't own up, I messed up, mm -hmm. or, or, you know, or I'm okay with this. When, when, but now they're getting so much pushback that they know they're in trouble. So the proverbial, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I got caught. And uh, the, I'd want to know that, discern that. I'd be asking the pastor directly and praying uh, this, and thinking this through like you are. And if the answer is, well, I knew or I and or I, well, I didn't really take close care and whatnot, uh, I'm, uh, the first answer, I'm out the door. Yeah. I mean, I, I just have problems. This is just yeah. unbiblical. Totally agree exactly. with that. Well, gentlemen, we're coming up to the top of the hour break right now. Let me just give the people information how they can join in the broadcast on the second half of our show. Call us right now. We've got some open lines at one triple eight LA Talks, one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. And we can receive your phone call. We want to answer your your question from a biblical perspective. You got things going on in your life, you got things that you're reading about the Bible, you have questions about philosophy, theology, and things like that. We want to answer the question that you have from a biblical perspective. Go to our website, send us a Facebook question by clicking Facebook on our website, Bibleinforbrokers.com. Or you can send us an email question right in your address box, questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com. But right now we're going to take a break and be back after these messages. <laughs> 